Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an empowered woman's vulnerable story so that we can all learn and grow from one another. So go subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. So happy summer, people. It is officially the end of June. Summer is officially here. It is absolutely crazy to look at the calendar and realize that we are almost halfway through the year. Like, what? (laughs) 2020 has been a complete wild ride. But that said, personally, I'm feeling very motivated. I am just sticking in my lane every single day, every single week. I am working on the craft behind the scenes with the podcast and with coaching. And I'm just really, really excited about all of the possibilities that there are. Before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to share a conversation I had with one of my clients because I just thought it was so golden and just such an aha moment. And I feel like you guys will appreciate this story. So here we go. So I've been working with this client for the past month and we jumped on the call the other day. And as I sat there, I said, hey, like the beginning of all my calls, it's just sort of a catch up. Like, hey, how's it going? How was your week? What's up? fill me in. And she just looked at me and she said, Sam, I am so happy. (laughs) I am so happy. And she's looking around like, isn't something wrong? Like I've never been this happy in my life and this consistently happy for the past month. I cannot believe how much my life has changed. And as I sat there and sort of looked at her on the Zoom call, smiling, I was just, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I told her that this was actually her natural state of being. We are actually supposed to be this happy all of the time. I mean, not all of the time, of course. Like life is gonna have roller coaster emotions, but the point is to try to stay neutral through them all. But to live in a place of love, immense gratitude and joy is where our baseline is more meant to be. And she had just started doing this type of work. Like we had just jumped in, started working together, and she could not believe how drastically things were changing in her life. And I think the biggest thing she noticed was that situations that would come in the day-to-day, her reactions shifted. She actually changed because the same situations would come up, but she wouldn't react how she had been reacting for the past 29 years of her life or whatever it is. So I just want to let you guys know that it is your complete birthright to be totally filled with joy to be happy. But what you have to do is take personal responsibility over your life. If you want to make a change in your life, if there's something that's just okay, like it's good, but not great, you deserve to live in the great lane. You really, really do. But the thing is, is that you have to take personal responsibility of your life. The problem is, is that so many people are in the habit of pointing a finger. So they point a finger at this person, at that person, at you know their parents' divorce, at their bad boss, at their partner, like whatever it is. And they're spending so much of their time pointing a finger. Yet anytime you do that, there are three fingers pointing back at you. So follow the fingers, point at yourself. I always tell my clients, look in the mirror and take personal responsibility over your life. And the minute that you do, everything will change. Internal locus of control, people, it is everything. And another thing I always say is that the details of your life matter. Be mindful of the people you're surrounding yourself with, the conversations you have with people, how it makes you feel, the content that you're consuming on social media. It is huge. How is it making you feel? 
Number one, bring awareness to your life and just make sure you are surrounding yourself with things that are going to lift your vibrations and make you feel good. Speaking of social media, if you haven't already, let's definitely connect on Instagram. Find me at Samantha Roberto or at the Hello Beautiful podcast and we'll connect there. And another thing, if you're on Facebook, just pause right now and go search the Hello Beautiful podcast community and definitely join our group there. It is such an empowering space. I always jump in and post things that inspire me, different content, and it really is a place to have a community of inspiring women. So on that note, I want to jump into this week's episode. And what I'm excited about for this week's episode, I was talking about, you know, taking personal responsibility over your life. Well, this week's guest, my dear friend, Elaine Zittner, her and I have both taken personal responsibility and we have been meeting every single week. Every Tuesday night, Elaine and I are on a call and we do an hour, an hour and a half, two hours of coaching for each other. So we really do. And the thing is, when you're in this business, when you're a coach, it is so important to do the work yourself because if you're not doing the work, you're not going to be able to hold that reflection for your clients and really be that light for them. So a little bit about Elaine, she is a believer in magic, escaper of cubicles, traveler of faraway lands, and collector of knowledge, and coach for big dreamers. Through transforming her own life and dozens of other women who felt stuck, her mission has become straightforward, to lead and inspire dreamers to create their own bold life. Elaine is passionate about helping ambitious women go from anxious, confused, and overwhelmed to confidently stepping into their next chapters of their lives. But Elaine is somebody that is near and dear to my heart. We have so much fun, and I'm just excited to introduce her here and share her story on the platform, because especially for you ladies who are in the corporate world, those of you that are doing the 9 to 5, who do the Monday to Friday thing, you guys are going to love her story, because that is really where Elaine's journey begins. She came from a corporate background, very scheduled, very systematic, and 10 years ago just realized that it wasn't really what she wanted. So she walked away from it right before the financial crisis. She went traveling, she explored Eastern philosophy and expanded her views on the world. And then eventually came back to the Western world and then ended up getting into a field that she loved, like something she was passionate about, but still in a corporate setting. So she kind of went from sort of like the halfway zone. And so she was in that halfway zone for a number of years. And just six months ago, she's like, that's it. I'm going to rip off the Band-Aid. I'm going to jump full into what I want to do, which is coaching and shine my like vibrancy all over the place and just do it. So I feel like her sharing her story, it's really going to help all of you guys who are at that place that the idea of leaving your security, the nine to five, the benefits, all of those things. It's, oh my God, I don't know what I would do without it. Elaine has walked that path so we can definitely learn a thing or two from her. Anyways, on that note, let's get to it. So hello, my dear. Good morning. Good morning. I am so grateful to be able to have you in this capacity and talk to you because I just know you are such a wealth of knowledge in the coaching space. And we coach each other weekly, actually, a little BTS. Yes, we do. And it's so much fun, such a pleasure. So I'm excited to introduce you to our audience. I am very excited to be here with you this morning. I love 
chatting with you, all things coaching, personal development, people stories, life transformation, 3D, 2D, 5D. <laughs> all of the things. We're going to go there today. So what I love, and you just mentioned it, was all of the transformations. Because what I especially love about your story is that you and your background was very much coming from a corporate world. So you have got a very structured background and your story really is walking away from that at all in, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I would love if you would share that aspect of your story because so many people I feel can relate to being in something, wanting to do something different, but not having any clue what that looks like. Yeah, thank you. I will start by saying in the here and now this moment on this Friday morning at 9.15, June 19th, 2020, I am in my house, in my office, staring out my window, diving deep into coach learning, coach training, coaching people. And that feels like the biggest gift possible. I might go for a bike ride later this afternoon. Six months ago, I left a corporate role, which was on paper, absolutely perfect. And in reality, actually pretty great. And it's like a super classic story. On paper, it was great. The day-to-day -day was fine. And yet there was a part of me on Sunday afternoons, and I'm sure lots of people can relate to this, Sunday afternoons, I'd start to get the anxiety, looking at my calendar, thinking about the week ahead. Monday mornings, I really had anxiety. By Wednesday, you know, okay, I get this feels pretty good. There's lots of parts that really fed my ego, lots of community, lots of doing great work. I was coaching, doing leadership development in a healthcare space. So it really aligned with my values. And yet there was a part of me that just was really yearning for something else. I had in my late 20s, I had left a corporate job again, on paper, perfect financial mm -hmm. services. I had a team of analysts, project managers, and yet there was something that felt like I was just moving pieces of paper here and there. So I left at, in my late 20s. I explored Chinese medicine. I'm passionate and open it about the invisible things that we can't see. And Chinese medicine was a route to that. So I've had this like ebb and flow in my life of wanting to essentially find ways to meet societies and in some ways my parents' needs mm -hmm. for structure, security, safety, all of those things which are which I grew up being told or mm -hmm. taking on, go to school, get a job, get mm -hmm. a degree, get a better job. Here's how it works. And so, yeah, I got to a point where I found a way to do both. I found a way to travel, to learn, to grow, to have the job, to have the titles. So I met my own needs while also meeting parents, society, the norms. And now over the last few years, I got to a point where I'm putting society, parents, expectations, all of that stuff on the back burner and really following my own light. The thing that mm. wakes me up in the morning, the thing that makes me feel the most alive and diving deep into that. Well, I love that. And I love that you took us back and showed us like the transition of it. It's like back in, what was it? Like 2008-ish? It was around the financial crisis, right? When you originally walked away from your security job. Yes, I did. I walked away thinking, uh, well, I walked away safely. I took a leave of absence. I'd actually gone traveling to see my sister. Um, she lived in Ghana at the time and six weeks away from the structure and the rigidity and the almost the robotic 
patterns mm-hmm. gave me some space. So I took a leave of absence. And then the financial economic crisis of 2008, 2009, my whole department was let go. So my safety, the way of doing it safely was not actually, I didn't have the safety net that I had thought, which in hindsight, um, led to a whole wonderful adventure. And now being in this space, somebody recently said to me, oh, now's not the right time that you left your job. Like now's a great time. Anytime's a great time. And I've been through this before mm-hmm. in that time. So I have a knowledge and a resiliency that while it might be uncomfortable for whatever mm-hmm. reasons that are going on personally, professionally in the macro and the micro, I know having been there, that there's lessons, that there's learning, and that the adventure, it's almost, I had to shift from outcome, like what's the next thing, mm-hmm. to really being in the journey mm-hmm. of what I can learn and and where this lifetime will take me. Areas that sounds. Yeah, essentially going from like the prize, always having to work on that goal to just like literally enjoying and embracing the moment and being like, this is where I'm meant to be. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to roll with it. And I know I'm going to be okay. Because I've been there before. Yeah, there is a side of me. And we'll get into this when we talk about personas that is very logical, very Mm -hmm. linear, very practical. I can see goals. I can work it backwards. Like There is that side of me that still is, I talk a lot about the unlearning, that I have to unlearn all of those things that really helped me get where I am today and know when to when it's time to bring them on board and when it's time to put them to the side and let these other parts of me, which are more free flowing in the moment, open to the invisible. Mm -hmm. Some people call it the masculine and the feminine, yin yang. There's all kinds of different ways of talking about it. It's so important. And it's so important to go through that process of unlearning because when we hold on to things so tightly, then there's no space to actually explore new, right? Absolutely. And it's like, for me, and I'll just speak for me, there is safety in the rigidity and the control, Mm -hmm. but then you lose the magic. And you and I have talked a lot about the part of me that really is like, there's a magical unicorn inside of me that wants to run around free, blowing fairy dust Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. world. And the part of me that has been at the forefront, that has gotten me the jobs, that has gotten me the degrees, that has gotten me, you know, where I am in a traditional sense, that wasn't the necessarily the magical unicorn part. That's the safety control, but you lose any of the, yeah, of the magic in being so rigid. So part of the journey for me right now is really unlearning Mm -hmm. about, actually, unlearning is maybe not the right word. It's shifting and adapting and giving light and space to other sides of me, which have been, which had been put on the back burner for Many years. So what does that look like for you? How have you shifted and created space? Can you give us some examples in your life? How you've brought your magical Mm. unicorn out to the forefront? Yeah. You know, the project manager task part of me wants to be like, here's a big thing that I did. But ultimately, it's actually in the little moments. And at this stage of where I am, it's almost the little moments with myself, Mm -hmm. giving light and air to that part of me. So, I mean, small things, going for a walk and literally I'm a person who stops and smells the roses. Mm. That's the part of me that lights up that is like, holy shit, you just put a seed into the ground and the water and the air and like, then there's the rose. Mm. So it's almost the stage for me right now is awakening head of the table as analogy I use sometimes Mm. front and center stage 
is another analogy I use. So it's giving myself some time to get used to that side of Mm -hmm. me and slowly in lockstep, not in lockstep, but slowly, step by step, sharing that with a broader world. Beautiful. Definitely. And you know, I want to go because all of this actually goes into some of the work that you do on personas. And and I would love for you to share because I just think it's so fascinating. It's such an interesting outlook, how we all have different personas within us and how it's important to give each persona space and to get to know each part of ourselves. So let's dive into that because I think it's such yeah. a fascinating you know, conversation. So I want to backtrack half a second to where I first learned about personas. As I said, I found a way to work, travel, um, to work and travel and continue to learn all the time. Mm-hmm. One of those pieces of my learning journey, um, I did a master's degree at Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. I'd been at a choice point in my life. I was like, should I do an MBA? Should I do master's of counseling psychology? These are two spaces that I am interested in. I have an undergrad in business and that's sufficient. And then magically, I learned about this organization development through Pepperdine. And in our very first session, a woman there walked us through some work um, around inner committee, they called it at the time. And it was the first time in my life that I had met a group of people and specifically the woman who was sharing this methodology that was talking about all of the different parts of herself. She was a professional in corporate world. She had spent 10 years studying shamanism and like living in the forest. She had all these parts of herself. And there she was in this masters of science at Pepperdine sharing this and it was okay. And so that moment of doing this work of understanding my own inner committee was really a starting point to what has become a very powerful practice for me and what I do with my part of what I work with in a coaching relationship. So tell us about personas. What is it? For someone hearing this, it's like, okay, I hear you, but... What does this mean? What does this mean? So I'm going to share with you a few people on my inner committee. The one that has been running the show for the past 20 or so years is a person I call Bram Parker. Bram Parker is a middle-aged businessman. He likes things in 10 words or less. He will let you know if he needs more information. Be brief, be gone. Bram Parker gets things done. Bram Parker's the side of me that can run a multi-million dollar project at the same time as doing a master's degree while still somehow going to the gym, you know, six days a week and having dinner with my friends. There's another side of me, which is Silly Sally. Silly Sally loves to go to dance parties and stay up until six in the morning. She likes to wear crazy outfits. My shoe collection's pretty awesome. There's another part of me that is um, this yogic spiritual side. And so for a long time, those three, it felt like, how does all of this make sense together? I spend this five days a week, many hours a week in this very structured Bram Parker, get shit done. And then on the weekends, I have this very fun party, free-spirited side. I also have this spiritual side. I also have sides of me that are the middle child that has like a really giant heart that feels everything in the world. So those are some of the sides of me and understanding what those parts, because it's all parts of a whole, as much as it might sound like I'm a crazy person, 
I would almost say it's like, it's almost like putting on different hats. So to put it in a different way where people might be like, oh, okay. It's like, you know, you put on your hat, you put on your working hat, you put on your, is that like essentially it? You put on this hat, you put on this hat, but essentially you're saying like these hats are personas within you. Yes, absolutely. It's a more embodied, it's in a more embodied way of looking at it where you could get to the deeper layers and like fully embody it as opposed to just an external object. Yes. And I would go one step back from embodying. The first step is understanding it. So part of the work that I do is helping people. We essentially have like an interview process where you really, Sam, you, and we've done this before, you would be in in your inner committee or personas you would sit in that space as that person. And we would have a conversation around, hey, if I were to follow you, silly Sam, around for two weeks, mm-hmm. or, you know, I've worked with people who have deflated Debbie, or do it my way or the highway. There's a lot of different ways to bring light and voice and air to this stuff. So the questions are things like, if I was to follow you around for two weeks, when do you show up? What do you say? What do you do? Mm. The questions are, what messages do you have for Sam? But you answer from the place of that part of you. So it's all parts of the whole. What's most important to you? Because chances are this part of yourself came into being as a way to help you. Mm -hmm. This isn't about good, bad, right, wrong. This isn't about changing, fixing, solving. This is about awareness understanding, Mm -hmm. acceptance, and then you get into some really fun stuff where you get to actually share this with people and get people on board with you and your committee. So what I mean by that, and I'm going to go back to Bram Parker for a second, is all of my colleagues knew Bram Parker. And so on a Friday afternoon, when I was like, I'm done with all this, they would say to me at times, hey, you know what, we just need you to Bram Parker this meeting for the next 20 minutes, and then we can all move on. Or on a Monday morning, if I was in that space of, okay, we need to get stuff done. It's Monday. Let's figure out what we're doing this week. I could say, Mm -hmm. hey, guys, I just need us to all be on the Bram Parker space for half an hour. Let's get this stuff done. And then we can shift. And so that allowed me to be a whole person. It allowed lots of life Mm -hmm. for me, for the team, for people. I I also share all of these parts of myself with my partner. Mm Mm-hmm. So another piece is, um, and this one I got from my mother, when the dishes are outside of the sink instead of inside the sink, I get this reaction. And so I've done a bunch of work to understand where that came from, who I learned it from, what's it trying to tell me, how's it trying to help me, what's its superpower. And so when I feel that now and I see the dishes on the sink, I can be like, it's almost an over-dramatization. Oh my God, the dishes are outside of the sink. You probably don't care about me, this relationship. We should have never gotten into this in the first place. On and on and on. So you can make it fun and light and share it with people so that the things that sometimes feel sticky aren't necessarily bad. They have space to process. It gives it a container almost to be like, in this moment, go there, process it, let it out, as opposed to having the dishes in the sink cause these reactions, pushing them down inside and then having them blow up in another way or like, you know, root in another way, right? Exactly. So, I mean, it's all about awareness. Like at the end of the day, it's just getting to know yourself, getting to know where you develop these things and knowing that, you know, having grace for yourself too, knowing that you're going to change and there could be other personas and other things could come out. 
But if someone was interested to learn more about themselves in this capacity and just say they're at home, they're listening, this is so interesting. What do you think they could do that would give them some insight into some of their people? What would be a first step? Yeah. Let's give like a step, like just something that you can do. Yeah. Okay. So the first step in any of this work is again around awareness. So there's an idea of being above the line or below the line. Some people use the word open or closed. Some people use the word learner versus judger. You can literally feel in your body when you have a contraction. So whether tension, yeah, tension, closure, it can often show up as judgment, blame, finger pointing, and that's blaming, judging yourself, blaming, judging other people, any of that stuff. So the first Mm -hmm. thing to do is notice when you have it, when you're having a contraction. And that's okay, because... Most of the time we're operating in the world, there is a lot of stimulus. So this is, again, this is about awareness and conscious choice. When you feel yourself contracting, judging, finger pointing, blaming, whether it's in the office, whether it's with your partner, whether it's that person in the stop sign, they didn't drive fast enough, you got to have a choice. When you feel that contraction, notice, ask yourself, am I willing to learn? Am I willing to learn about myself in this situation? If yes, then you can take it to the next steps. There are times when you're not going to want to, and that's okay. That's a choice. So if you are like, okay, I'm having a, I'm having a contraction. Wow. That sounds weird. I'm contracted (laughs) or you know yourself already. Here's a pattern. I have a client that I work with who has some perfectionism who's like, if it's not done perfectly right, including how her eggs get made in the morning. The whole day is going to be terrible. Nobody cares about my needs. It just goes on and on and on. So if you already have that level of awareness in yourself, the first Mm -hmm. thing to do is sit with it and to start exploring. Get curious about it. Get curious about it and get fun about it. If you notice this part of yourself, give it a name, learn about it, share Mm -hmm. it with people. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think it's so powerful. And um, it's interesting just to notice and just kind of work on it. I've got a persona that I'm aware of. I've got Cindy with an eye people. (laughs) She's there. She came out. I was like, who's that? (laughs) Yeah. And so what did Cindy with an eye? What was Cindy with an eye's needs? I can't remember exactly what we worked through, what it was, but I know she's there in this moment. I don't really remember. It was something with not being seen, not being seen and wanting attention or not wanting attention, but just feeling like I'm not being heard, you know, and just kind of like, hello over here, what's going on? Stem down to when I was a child or when I was a kid and I was playing soccer with my brother and my dad came home and he just was in a rush and he would always be off and, you know, going. And I just tried to get his attention, but he was in a rush and I wasn't heard in that moment. I'm, wow. So I've been replaying this pattern, just trying to make sure I'm heard in a sense, but from something so innocent that my father's not even aware of that I wasn't even aware of until I slowed it down. So yeah. that part of me, I connect with Cindy with an eye. Apparently when we went through our process, she came up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Now you have awareness you get to have choice. If you have those feelings, you're aware that, okay, here's where this is coming from. Here's what it's showing me. Here's what I'm able to learn from it. And how's it serving me in this moment? As opposed to going to the unravel, like you said, your clients, my eggs aren't perfect. My whole day is ruined and everybody is to blame, literally just on a rampage. And we, hey, we've all been there. We've all yeah. kind of been there in ways. So it's all okay. But, you know, not get back on course because I don't even want to judge that and say that necessarily wrong, but have more peace throughout your day. It's to have more peace. It's also in um, corporate or in a partnership 
setting. So yes, your own self-awareness, but it helps create more cohesion and understanding between people. If I come home and I'm Bram Parker and my partner happens to be in his, I call him sweatpants Johnny. If he's sweatpants Johnny already and we're just, something's not quite meshing, it's a way for us to give language to, hey, we're in kind of different spaces right now. It's not you're bad, I'm bad, someone's better or worse. Our relationship isn't over. It's just in this one moment, my Bram Parker's got a couple of emails need to be done and your sweatpants Johnny's going to be fine with watching Netflix or whatever sweatpants Johnny needs to do today. <laughs> I love it. So one more thing I want to ask, just because you were really at that point where you were so in the corporate world and walked away from it. And then you kind of got back in, like you did the Chinese medicine, did your learning, came back in. And then six months ago, you stepped away from it as well. Like, I feel like there are so many people on the brink where they know deep down that they're, they're doing something, but it's not necessarily it. It's not lighting them up. What advice do you have for those people for navigating, especially now, because our economical, political, whatever climate is very different, but kind of similar to 2008. Everything's on eggshells. So you've been through it. You're here. I have been through it. I'm here. I know the journey. I know the mental pattern. I know it so well. I can literally feel it in my body in this moment. I also know that there's a lot of concern. So having a conversation, I'm on a board talking to some of the youth yesterday, and they talked about you think you're stepping on solid ground, but the ground just keeps moving. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. So I would say to anybody who's in that spinning, there's got to be more. I'm tired of TGIF. I'm tired of saying hump day. What really helped me was having the thing to move towards. When I was in, I think the first time I was in the space of what should I do with my life? Mm -hmm. And spend a lot of time exploring that. When I cut the noise out of what should I do with my life, and I literally followed what actually excited me, which was coaching, even though my last job was perfect on paper and quite reasonable in reality, the feeling that I feel when I coach, when I do a deep dive with somebody, when I get to learn more skills, when I am being coached, it's that that I was moving towards as opposed mm-hmm. to leaving the job. So for those in an exploration phase, I would really, I would use this time to figure out what lights your heart up. As cheesy as that sounds, because if someone said that to me five years ago, I would have been like, why don't you go light your own heart up? I love it. I love it. You're just like straight up because people do like someone could be listening to this right now and literally resonate so much with that and be like, okay, cool. And it's okay to be there, but you don't have to stay. No. What does it mean to light my heart up? And that's where experimenting comes in. Try stuff, learn something, go talk to people, see what else is out there, expand your perception of what is possible and then follow the breadcrumbs. It is so, so possible. It is so possible to feel literally excited at the end of each day, to feel proud of yourself, to be excited in the morning, to have Monday be as inspiring as Friday. And it's awesome. It's so awesome. And I will attest to that too. And I have this quote right here that is just perfect for this exact same thing. And I read it all the time. We like to pretend it is hard to follow our heart's dreams. The truth is, it's difficult to avoid walking through the many doors that are open. 
Let's just let that land. Just because the truth is there are so many doors that are open for us, infinite amount of doors that are open for us, but we choose to like avoid them and we're dodging them. And as we dodge these doors, that's actually taking so much energy. It's the minute that you actually sink with your heart, light your head on fire, get curious. All of a sudden it just becomes easier and life flows easier. And all of those excuses that kind of tend to hold us back just seem to kind of melt away. Yes. And you know what? That just reminded me of when I left the first time, I thought about coaching. I totally thought about it. I met with a bunch of people. I had some coaches and then I put it to the side. And I think that was Mm -hmm. still in the space of society, parents, expectations, all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. to that quote, Mm -hmm. we pretend it's hard, but if you literally listen to your own self. And we all No. You said you thought about it 10 years ago. I knew when I was 18 years old that I was supposed to be in coaching as well, but I was just like, that doesn't exist. And then all these other things and the same thing. But every single person listening right now, I promise you, you know, it's just a matter of slowing it down enough and getting curious to follow the breadcrumbs, like you said, but you actually know in the depths of your core, you know. I love what you said about slowing it down. There's so much noise. There's so much noise outside. And it's so easy to think that that noise is yours. Slow it down. And for your example, it's good because we have an actual example. If you walked way back in 2008, you knew what you wanted, but then you kind of like the noise from society and certain structures. So you went back into the semi-safe place. You were doing something that you loved, but in a context that, you know, was okay, but it wasn't fully what lit you on fire. And this is where a lot of people... um It's almost called like shadow, not shadow work in the sense that like you're working on yourself, but people go into shadow careers. So often you'll find people who, you know, love art and they'll love to um, paint and they'll be like the art director at a, a museum or they'll be doing something that's associated, but not really the thing that they love, but they're helping the people they love. They're like, let me be your manager. Let me be your this, or let me help you because there's these other subconscious fears that are actually holding them back from jumping into the thing that they really, really, really want. Yes. Anyways, that was just important tangent. I got it from, I think, Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. I love that. That makes so much sense. It is exactly how I made it made sense in in my mind also. So how has it felt with you with jumping into this space in the past six months, jumping into coaching, jumping into it at a time when the economy is crashing down and things are happening? How do you feel right now in this moment? Right now in this moment, I've literally never been happier ever. I didn't know that you could just be happy and do the thing that you wanted to do. I oscillate between like, what? And then also really grateful for everything on my journey, because I have learned so much. And I don't live in a place of regret or any of that stuff. But yeah, in this moment, regardless of what's going on outside, in my Mm -hmm. actual body and my spirit and my heart, life gets to be like this? That's amazing. Wow. And that is priceless. Really? You can't put a value on that. You can't put a salary on that. You can't put anything on that. No. And you know what? What's interesting is I care less about those things. It's almost, Mm -hmm. I had to make those things a priority to convince myself that what I was doing was the right thing to do. And I own my privilege, my luck, my ability to have that perspective in this moment. Mm -hmm. And personally, for me, yeah, I just care way less. 
Awesome. Love it. So on that note, my dear, where can people find you? Where can they reach out if they want to learn more about personas and all of these wonderful things? If anybody wants to dive into understanding their personas, I would say reach out to me directly, either Instagram, which is just my name, Elaine Zittner. Uh, My LinkedIn profile is much more robust than my social media, but you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I love this work. I'd love to talk to anybody who's curious. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation. It was so fun. I'm excited just to introduce you to my platform for everyone who's listening. Thank you for having me. You're, you are a bright, shiny human, and I love the work that you're doing. <laughs> uh, thank you, my dear. Feelings mutual. All right, there you have it. What did you guys think? All of Elaine's contact info is going to be in the show notes. So if you loved this episode, don't be shy and you can reach out to her. No problem. Just send her a DM. And if you are looking for resources to help you level up your life today, go to samantharoberto.com. And at the very bottom of the page, there is a free resource to help you with journaling about vulnerability and empowerment. So if journaling is something that you've wanted to pick up, but you haven't got around to it, or if you've got a journal that you've been sort of neglecting, you know, we all kind of get there, go get that free resource and it will get you back into the swing of things. It will get you back into the groove of things. Honestly, journaling is one of my favorite tools and it is something I make all of my clients do. (laughs) Yes, I make them do it. If you're my client, you will be journaling because I know how powerful it is. Anyways, if you loved today's episode, if you love our show, we want to hear from you. We would love it if you would leave us a review. You can go to Apple Podcast or Spotify and just let us know what you love about the show. And to be honest, it literally makes my week when I see new reviews and just get to hear from you guys because I mean, this whole platform and community means so, so much to me. So on that note, next week we have another amazing episode. So if you haven't already, go subscribe. And if you're in a mood to just keep on learning, go check out past episodes. We've got so many great episodes. I think we're already on episode 42 or 43, which is crazy. We've been producing every single week for almost the past year. That was a lot of hours. Oh my God, so many hours of work, but uh, labor of love and lots and lots of good stories and good takeaways and lots of values archived there. So until next week, keep being you, be beautiful.